Hello, it's Memorial Day weekend and ready for another uh, Spinning Singles edition. I believe this is number 19. And I'm Todd, and we left off uh, November 24th, 1979, on reviewing the songs that hit the charts. And the highest song to come in that week um, came in at number 30, which was a pretty good jump from 43. And it was by the rock group Foreigner. And it was their title track to their album at that time called Head Games on the Atlantic label. It did come with a picture sleeve, which uh, it's kind of uh, pretty difficult to find nowadays. Just shows a a picture of a a man with um, some kind of hypnotism going on on the cover. And the picture of the album on the back. And uh, it peaked at number 14, so it was a pretty big hit. And you do hear it on the classic rock stations even today. And um, picture sleeves worth probably five to ten bucks, and the record's not as much, not that hard to find. But that was the first song to come in. Next song was another rock group that came in at 34, and it was by Jefferson Starship, and the song was called Jane. And probably one of my favorite songs by them was on their label Grunt, and it did have a picture sleeve. And the sleeve shows a picture of the group with the background of red from the album Freedom at Point Zero. And it was probably their biggest single off this album as it would go to number 14 as well, just like Head Games. And uh, that's Jane Jefferson Starship. Not as um, hard to find as Head Games picture sleeve, but still, yeah, I'd say medium hard at this point. Uh, next song to come in uh, was a huge hit. It was the first, um, actually the second single off of Off the Wall by Michael Jackson called Rock With You, and it would go to number one. It came in at 35 this week, and it would spend four weeks up at number one. Huge hit later in 79. Uh, The B-side was a decent song called Working Day and Night, and it's off the Epic label. It did not have a picture sleeve, and at the time it was got a lot of airplay and was more of a disco-type song. But we, you still hear it on uh, adult stations today and disco stations. You'll still hear Rock With You quite a bit. So that was number 35 that week. Next song to come in was kind of a unique song. Um, it was by a group called Night Flight. And it was their only top 40 hit. And it was called If You Want It. And it was on the Areola label. And at the time, it was kind of a mid-tempo soul song that I really only heard on the soul stations occasionally. You don't hear it at all nowadays. But now I guess it's determined that this song is more of a Northern Soul type song. We've kind of talked about Northern Soul before. And Northern Soul is just a term that comes from Britain. And um, to the songs that get played in the clubs over there were necessarily not hits over here, more obscure. And they actually pay quite a bit of money for them. But this particular record is probably about a $10 to $15 record just because it's Northern Soul. But it's Night Flight. And uh, the thing about this record was I remember asking or trying to find a stock copy of this way back in the 80s. And it was the first record I got from my good friend Gary at a record show. And we have since become great friends over the years. But it was the first single that he got from me. So just remember that if you want it by Night Flight. Next song to come in that week. Uh, was by Kenny Loggins, and uh, was called This Is It on his Columbia label. 
came in at 39 and went to a number 11. So that was a pretty big hit. You hear it all the time still, especially on adult stations and yacht rock stations. Quite a big hit for him. Not a particularly hard 45 or a valuable 45 to find, but that's Kenny Loggins and this is it. Um, which brings us to the last song to debut that week. And it was by Melissa Manchester. And at the time, she was known pretty much just for ballads. And this song was more of a mid-tempo kind of song. It's called Pretty Girls. Came in at 40 and went up to 39. And that's as high as it got. It only spent a couple weeks on the top 40 on her label, Arista, with the blue sleeve, no picture sleeve. This song, I hardly ever heard it on the radio. I've only heard it a couple times. Um, It reminds me of something that would be played during a fashion show or something like that. It's that type of song that you would hear in the background of models walking around. In fact, maybe it was in a movie that I heard that. But anyway, that's Melissa Manchester, Pretty Girls, not a particularly hard or valuable 45 to find. Uh, A lot of times I like to talk about a couple songs that Made the Hot 100, but did not make the top 40. And there were two of them that week. One of them was by Susie Quattro, and I've talked about her before. Uh, She came in at number 83 and would just miss the top 40. Went to number 41. It's called She's in Love With You, kind of an upbeat rock and roll song. Susie Quattro um, had the hit Stumbling In earlier in the year, and this was a follow-up. It's on the RSO label. Kind of a cool song, and she's kind of collectible. So it's probably worth a 4 or $5 record, but no picture sleeve on that. And the last song we'll talk about that week happened to be a second song from The Police, the follow-up to Roxanne. It's called Message in a Bottle. And it came in at number 86 and would only go to 74. Um, was not very popular over here. But the thing about this song is um, it was released with a what we call a poster picture sleeve which was kind of hard to find and rare then, and it's still rare now. Basically, it's just a sleeve that folds out into a poster, and it's um, it's message in a bottle by the police. And I've only ever seen it once. And, of course, I bought it when I saw it. Never seen it since. So it's probably a $20 sleeve at this point. And, of course, the police recorded on the A&M label, Herb Alpert's label. And... Um, it was one of their lesser known hits, but you still hear it on the radio from time to time. And that's message in a bottle. And lo and behold, that brings us to the last month of the year, 1979. And I'm talking about December and the date of that chart was December 1st. And the first song to come in that week was by a country artist, actually now a crossover artist at that point, Kenny Rogers had had a lot of crossover hits. And this one was one of his biggest. It was another story song, just like The Gambler was. It's called Coward of the County. Came in at 36 and would go all the way to number three and spend about two or three weeks there. So it was a big, big hit for him on the United Artists uh, label, the orange label, no picture sleeve, not a particularly valuable or hard record to find. And that's Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers. I do remember hearing that quite a bit on the radio around here when when I was growing up. Uh, next song to come in um, was fa- from a lady from Hawaii originally, and I'm talking about Yvonne Elliman. She had a big number one hit from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack back in 78, and this would turn out to be her last top 40 hit, and it's called Love Pains, and it came in at 38 and would only go to 34. It was definitely 
a disco type song. Never hear it on the radio. I didn't hear it that much when it was out. Um, on the RSO label, that was her label. And Yvonne Element and Love Pains, not a particularly hard or valuable record to find. No picture sleep with that one either. And the last song to debut that week was by a very successful duo, and they were just getting started back then. It was by Hall & Oates, and it was called Wait For Me. And I really liked the song back then, and I still like it today. It's kind of held up very well. It's kind of a mid-tempo song. And um, it would go to number 18, which was pretty good, on their RCA label with the black sleeve and the black label. And I remember my sister's liking this song, too. So I remember playing this around the house, but it was, a, it was kind of a good song for them. Don't hear it a lot. You always hear their hits. Um, on the radio, but don't hear this one that much. You should play it more often, I would think, but it's a good song. So the one song I do want to talk about, though, that uh, came in the Hot 100 that week was a cover. The song's called Money, and it's the um, the old standby song that was originally done by Barrett Strong for Tamala back in the early, late 50s, I guess, early 60s. But this is a version by a group called the Flying Lizards, <laughs> very interesting group a new wave group from england and it was such a bizarre uh cover very sparse and the vocals kind of wailing um that's the best way i can describe it it came with a picture sleeve it's yellow with blue stars on it and a picture of somebody in the dark in the front and um i just heard it the other day on a, on a satellite radio station i'm like wow they're actually playing this but it only made it to number 50 it came in at number 90 that week and that's Money by the Flying Lizard. You want to hear a really unique version, you listen to this one. Okay. Which brings us to the next week in December of 1979. And that's the 8th. And the highest song that week was by uh, the supergroup, The Eagles. And it was called The Long Run. And it was off their album, The Long Run. And uh, we talked about Heartache Tonight earlier. This song, I think, is better than the, the Heartache Tonight even though it did not go to number one, it only went to number eight, but it was still a big song. Um, now we're talking about the Eagles in the long run. There were two songs on there that were not released as singles, so they could not chart. Back then, songs that were not released as singles did not chart. And I'm talking about those shoes, and I'm talking about In the City. Both of them received a lot of airplay, excellent songs. Uh, should have been released as singles. Probably I like them better than the singles that were released. Um, but if you haven't heard them, I would definitely listen to them. But that's the long run by the Eagles on the Asylum label. Did not have a picture sleeve. The album, by the way, if you have it in really good shape, it's probably about a $20 album. It still brings that kind of money because it's very popular. has a lot of good songs on it. And the next song we'll talk about that came in at number 36 that week, up from 41, was by the soul artist Isaac Hayes. And he hadn't had a hit in a long time. And all of a sudden, he popped up with this one. And it was a remake of the Roy Hamilton song, Don't Let Go. And it was a disco song. It had a beat behind it. And it was on the Polydor label at that time. And it went up to 18, which wasn't bad. That was pretty good for Isaac Hayes. And it would turn out to be his last hit that he had on the top 40. And something about Isaac Hayes, a couple things about him. About six months ago when I was in the store, uh, Isaac Hayes' drummer came in and we had a nice long conversation. 
about him playing with Isaac Hayes throughout the years and everything. He has since passed away now, but uh, he had a couple interesting things to say. And he was looking for albums, of course. Um, and some of his records, his record collection turned up at a show maybe three or four years ago after his passing and got a chance to look through some of his records that he had bought. So I thought that was kind of cool. So that's Isaac Hayes and Don't Let Go. Next song to come in was from a very popular rock and roll artist who was also just getting started. And I'm talking about Tom Petty and he had the heartbreakers with him at that time. It was from Damn the Torpedoes. It was called Don't Do Me Like That. And a very recognizable rock song. You still hear it a lot on the radio. It would go to number 10, so it was a big hit for him. It did have a picture sleeve. And the picture sleeve is kind of hard to find. It's a black and white picture sleeve with a picture of him in the middle and um, on both sides. So if you do find the picture sleeve, it's probably a $10 sleeve. Uh, his label is Backstreet, and that's what this song was on. And um, still hear it a lot on the radio, especially on rock stations. Heard it a lot back when it was out, too, especially in this area. And that's Tom Petty at 37. Uh, 38 that week was a song by the group Foghat, and they were known for their rock songs. And this one actually was a ballad. It's called Third Time Lucky on the Bearsville label. And um, it came in at 38. It was not, it was okay. It wasn't a song that I really fell in love with. It would go to number 23. Heard it, heard it sometimes on the radio, but it did have a picture sleeve, and the sleeve made it kind of interesting because it, uh, Kind of hard to find. It had the lyrics on the back side and just a black sleeve with the name of the group in the middle on the front. Kind of a hard sleeve to find. I've only seen it a couple times. The record's much easier to find. So um, sleeve's probably a $10 sleeve if you can find it in good shape. And because it's so dark, if you find it without ring wear, that's even better. So probably you probably could get more for it if it doesn't have any ring wear on it. And that's third time lucky. And by the way, that would turn out to be their last top 40 hit. They never had another hit after that one. So the next song to come in at 39 that week was by ABBA, and it was called Chicky Tita. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It was kind of a ballad, mid-tempo song. It would go to number 29, not one that you hear a lot and not one that was a huge hit for them, but still it charted over here on their Atlantic label. And um, it was from the album Voulez-Vous. We kind of talked about that before. And the B-side's called Love Light, which is actually a pretty good song, too. And not a particularly hard or valuable 45 to find. And that brings us to the last song to chart that week. And from another artist who was just getting started, uh, and I'm talking about Prince. Um, his first top 40 hit was called I Want to Be Your Lover. It came in at 40. would go to number 11, and it's on the Warner Brothers label. Kind of a disco dance kind of song from his first album called Prince. Um, heard it on the radio a lot. You still hear it from time to time today. Um, because it's Prince, it does have some value. A stock copy is probably about $10. Um, and there was no picture sleeve to that. So that's uh, Prince's first hit. And we move on into December, and we're going to go to the middle of the month, and that's the 15th. And there were three songs to come in that week. And the first one was by an artist that had been around a long time at that point. A lot of hits in the 60s and 70s. I'm talking about Dionne Warwick, and the song was called Deja Vu. 
And a lot of her songs in the late 70s were ballads. And I'd said before, ballads really didn't excite me all that much. This one, I kind of liked it a little better. It was more mid-tempo. And I've kind of liked it more over the years. Um, it came in at 38 and we'll go to 15. And it's on her Arista label, uh, the light blue label, no picture sleeve. And not a hard or valuable record to find, but not a bad record at all, Deja Vu. And you hear it every once in a while. Whereas the next record, I don't think I've ever heard on the radio and never heard it when it came out. The only time I ever heard it was on the countdown. And it was by Richie Fury. And he um, only had one hit, solo hit. And this is it. It's called I Still Have Dreams. And I think I've only seen a stock copy once and I bought it and that was it. I mean, I've never seen it since. It's pretty obscure. Hit number 39 and that's as high as it got. It was only on there for two weeks and then disappeared. Um, it's on the Asylum Records and it's the same album title. I Still Have Dreams, kind of a mid-tempo song. And actually, I think I saw somewhere where he put out a new CD not too much longer ago. So he's still around recording. But uh, this is the only song that I know of he's ever put in the top 40. And that brings us to the next song that came in, and it's probably one of my all-time favorite songs. And I would never have heard it unless it hit the top 40. And I remember listening to this in the rec room of my house and only when I was growing up. And when it came on, I was totally blown away by it. Never heard it before. Such a unique song. It's about technology, one technology killing another. And I'm talking about the old time 1930s and 40s radio stars were killed off by the advent of TV video. And it's called Video Killed the Radio Star. And it's a great song. I never heard it on the radio when it was out because it didn't get a lot of airplay. It made it to number 40 nationally. And that's as high as it got. It was only on for one week. However, it was number one in probably eight or nine countries around the world. And I could never understand why it wasn't a bigger hit over here. Until MTV came along and picked it up for their first song back another year and a half later. I think it was 81 when it came out. And then it was the first video they played and then it got some notoriety. But uh, this was way before that when Video Killed the Radio Star came out. It was by a group called The Buggles. Um, On Island was the label, same label as Bob Marley and Robert Palmer. And if you've never heard the song, you hardly ever hear it on regular radio. I do hear it on satellite radio. And um, I used to hear it occasionally, but great song nonetheless. And that's Video Killed the Radio Star. And the last song I'm going to talk about um, that came in the Hot 100, it took me, I don't know, 35 years to find a copy of it, a stock copy. I found a promo almost right away, but a stock copy has taken me that long to find it. And it's not because I haven't I haven't really concentrated on it, but it's just been a hard stock copy to find. Um, it's called Memorize Your Number. It's by Leif Garrett, and he was kind of a teen idol singer at that point. And this is kind of an upbeat song. It came in at number 90. We'll go to number 60. It's on the Scotty Brothers label, um, but extremely hard copy to find. Like I said, it took me that long to find one. Is it valuable? Not really. Just really hard to find. So... I'd say the value is five bucks, but try to find one. That's that's the tough part about it. So anyway, that's Memorize Your Number by Leif Garrett. And that'll bring us to the end of spinning singles for this edition. We're going to wrap up the year of 1979 the next time we meet. And that'll be episode number 20. So I hope to see you back then. Till next time.